Look, it slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. No! Quick fire and drags it down now. Long way over. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Oh! Here comes up, chance goal! Scotland have scored! It's a goal! It's Dykes! It's Brown. Guys, welcome. Let's go to you first, Gordon. Croatia, Portugal and Poland. Initial instincts are generous given the company we were in. Yeah, love it. Look, I think I think I think this is a great group. I think given that the way the groups started to pan out as the as the draw went on, it would have been quite nice from a, a purely narrative perspective to end up in the same group as Germany and Hungary, knowing that we're going to be facing them in the Euros this summer. But look, we knew coming into League A, you're up against the quote unquote big boys, that this is this is where we want to be testing ourselves against the best. But the potential downside of that is if you take an absolute shooing over six games that the impact that could have on momentum, on confidence, on everything could be pretty damaging between September, October, November, later this year when these matches will be played. And frankly, had we gone into group number two, where our uh, dear old friends from Israel have ended up with Italy, Belgium and France, that's a, a particularly eye-watering group. But look, I think Croatia, Portugal, Poland, I think that's a really quite decent group. I think it gives us a good chance to remain in League A and well, I think the trips as well. I mean, I was I was mm. there last time we played Poland. Poland's a fantastic trip. Portugal, we've not played away from home there in a long time. And obviously we, we won last time we were in Croatia, thanks to Snodgrass. So I think great for the fans, great for the players. I think this is a, this is a really nice group. I think as well, Callum, with this group, Gordon referenced there, there was the potential for a bit of recency to get thrown in. Um, we've, we've played France... Um, just there we've had Belgium and I feel like a number of campaigns over the last little while Hungary and Germany in the same group and we have them in the summer Spain were in there as well whereas looking at Croatia we I know that we had them in the, at the Euros but we haven't had them in a, in a group for almost 10 years can't recall the last time we had Portugal in a group I know we had them in a friendly in 2018, it would have been. I can't remember us playing Portugal before that. And Poland was Euro 2016, the last time we had them, aside from a friendly. So some competitive action against some sides that we've not had at Hamden in a competitive sense in, in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's three games or six games that, that I'm looking forward to. Um, as you say, no, sorts of, no sort of recent... Um, bias as such that, that, that we've played against um, and, and sides that you would say are, are probably beatable on the day obviously they're, they're top top nations in their own right you know I was looking at it before and thinking that, that this is probably my, my ideal draw maybe Portugal aside you maybe would have wanted from I think I think they were pot two from um, potentially Hungary or Denmark I think it was 
Um, but Poland and, and Croatia, for me, from the the pots that they were um, assigned to, probably probably the best we were going to get. Um, but I mean, I was I was having a, a bit more of a deeper look, and obviously Portugal have won this competition before. Um, just topped their group with um, I think maximum points and for for Euros qualification. Poland obviously not not done as well, but um, you know I think they were the last sixteen in the the World Cup and and Croatia finalists of the last Nations League, I believe, and obviously no mugs as we saw from the last two World Cups um, and obviously beating us at, at the Euros. So um, maybe less. Um, we've played Croatia probably a bit more recent um, and and don't have the best memories of that, but as. Gordon mentioned we got the memories of Snodgrass, um, beat them home and away in that that qualifying campaign, I believe, albeit you know we didn't didn't do much other than that. Um, but yeah, it's it's games that that I'm looking forward to, and probably I mean for myself anyway, I was I would have been a bit younger back in those days. So um, three grounds or or three nations to potentially tick off, and for the the Tartan army to get stuck into. Am I, am I right in thinking then the last time we will have played Portugal, I could probably find out at the click of a button, but I'm not too sure to check all before. Did we, we had Portugal in the qualifiers for 94, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 We've had two friends this century, and that's, yeah, that's early 90s is the last time we played them competitively. That seems hugely disproportionate, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well. Cool. I wonder if Ronaldo will still be playing. Maybe have Ronaldo at Hamden uh, this this year. Probably, do you think? Well, you never know. I mean, obviously, like for players like like that, you know, they're always looking for when is the right moment on the stage to potentially hang up their boots. And obviously, I, I don't know. This this could well be a summer, uh, a bit of a transitional summer in 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 the world game, and you could see quite a few major major players hang up hang up their international boots after this summer. So you never know. Aldrich, uh, if he wants, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the two, they're the two I was looking at definitely um, <laughs> Lewandowski as well if he fancies a packet well. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah the three of them can, as, long as, Craig, as long as Craig Gordon keeps the gloves on we're fine a new contract new contract at Hearts that's that's a nice thing to to read isn't it 20 end of, so the end of next season mm-hmm. yeah yeah, encouraging yeah really encouraging good, good to see um, yes right what we should do is now that we're in League A of the Nations League, it's different and UEFA have reshaped the whole thing again. So each placing now carries weight. You can't just survive in League A of the Nations League and comfortably roll on to the next season unless you're finishing the top two. But finishing second actually takes you to a quarter final stage now in the Nations League. It's not straight into the semis for the four group winners. Second place gets into the quarters. And if you finish third, Gordon, you can take it from here. You've got you're there to the ground. If you finish third, you're at threat of relegation, aren't you? Yes, you are. Yep. So basically, it's obviously these matches, these six games that we're going to play, obviously fixtures aren't confirmed yet, are between September, October, November 2024. Then, as you said, Andy, if you finish top two, you go into the quarterfinals, which is in March 2025. And um, Then if you win through that, you get to the Nations League finals in June 2025. Um, should you finish third, you have face a sort of relegation playoff against a team that's finished runners-up from League B. So that'll be an opportunity to retain our place uh, in League A against a team uh, seeded below us. And if you finish fourth, you get relegated straight down and replaced by the team that wins in League B. I fancy us to finish ahead of Poland. 
I don't think we'll get automatically relegated. Looking looking at that group straight off the bat, I don't fear Poland. I'm wary of straying into the oh I don't fear Croatia kind of thing because I mean they've just been to the final and the semis of the last World Cups. But yeah, I saw yeah. Wales, I saw Wales beat them a few months ago, and, yeah, and that, that and that is the recency bias that sticks in my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I, look, I, th- I think I think every game can and should be competitive. And I think as well, even though obviously Nations League has been good for us in the past in terms of giving us playoff places for future tournaments, obviously for the next World Cup cycle that will follow this, that will only be relevant should we win the group, then we'd guarantee ourselves a playoff for the World Cup. But that what, what, what we do want to keep an eye on is our overall FIFA ranking, which again, given that we're playing three teams that are ranked above us, losing to those teams wouldn't have as as heavy a negative impact on us because the World Cup cycle is actually been shuffled a little bit because the World Cup's bigger for 2026. So in World Cup qualifying, you're talking about 12 groups of four or five teams. So we could be drawn in a group of four really? to qualify for the next World Cup. So uh, I don't like basically... That. So, 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 so this is it. So right now, obviously, you've got the top twelve teams ranked in Europe. They're comfortably the biggest teams. We are basically right in the middle of that second pot of seeds right now. If we can just stay where we are there, being seeded second for a World Cup campaign would give us a pretty good chance at certainly getting a playoff by finishing second. Or if you're in, in a group of four, why not use that as a springboard to actually make an assault on potentially winning a group? How, how many how many European teams are going are going to America? So it's gone up to sixteen. So so is it the group the group winners then and then four runners up? Uh actually no wait, I might have got that wrong. <laughs> you might have to edit that. Um no no no, no, it's true. no, it no, no, no it is true. No, it is no, I am I am right, I am right. It was it was thirteen teams of Europe, now it's sixteen teams. So twelve group winners will qualify automatically for the World Cup. All the runners up and then the four uh group of winners from Nations League go into the playoffs. So 16 teams go into the playoffs for four more slots. So so it's the so let's say that Holland win their Nations League group and then don't win their World Cup qualifying group. They're in the playoffs. Yes. Why did from from League A. Why why did why did they I know that it's good and it's worked for us, but oh my God. Like it's so, so complicated, yeah. So, and I, I know that it's, and I'm, I'm not trying to do the whole uh, too cool to know kind of thing about the Nations League. Obviously, I know how how the last ones have worked, but all the changes, it's just the constant changes. We will get to grips with them, but it's so hard to keep up with the the changes when they first get introduced and actually trying to get your head around what it means initially. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the really crazy thing? So, if if we end up in a group of four for World Cup qualifying, our match day one wouldn't be until September 2025. Whereas if we're in a group of five, qualifying will start in March 2025. So there's four World Cup qualifying match days that we would not take part in, that we'd have to have friendlies in, before you start your group if you're in a group of four. Okay. So what's what's, what's better, a group of five or four? There's less... Less can go wrong in a group of four, but the margin for error is also smaller. And also, you probably lose. You wouldn't play a competitive game for six months, so you'd lose momentum that we'd build. So obviously, we 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 we're going to go from the Euros this summer straight into Nations League, and then potentially 
Nations League uh, quarterfinals in March or maybe uh, World Cup qualifying in March. So, well, actually, I guess I guess then that means you, you you play competitive games either way. So if you go to Nations League quarterfinals, you're playing them in March. So you couldn't be in a team group of four for World Cup qualifying. It does. It doesn't. I'm just googled it quickly, Gordon. There doesn't appear to be a date yet for the World Cup draw, is there? Am I missing something obvious? It's not. It's not been announced. Yeah. It's, it was usually early December. I'd expect it to be the first week of December. Because oh, it'll man. be after Nations League finishes. Fair enough. I. So I suppose it must affect rankings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Aye. Look. Looking at the other Nations League groups, yeah. Israel have a shocker. Italy, Belgium, France, kind of Albania style this summer. Uh, Albania worked so hard to get into pot two and then get lumped in with Italy, Spain and Croatia actually, <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, yeah, looking at looking at group three, actually quite pleased that we avoided Germany and Hungary just purely for the fact that we'll have played them a few months before that. Freshness is really important, I think, from a supporter's point of view. Something a bit different that you've not experienced in a little while. No, I would agree. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say the perfect group because you know everyone will say maybe some people will want the the big nation that that will beat everyone and then obviously you want them maybe come second or third just avoid relegation. But I think for me, like you, you've got a decent side in Portugal who, okay, they 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 got maximum points from their group there in the Euros, but I, I yeah, okay, say, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who they play in Luxembourg? Um, <laughs> but they. They're not. I wouldn't say they're the elite. They're not the France where you go into it's just damage limitations. I think we could give them a game for exactly. Like, I mean, we're not, you know, diddies ourselves anymore. We, we've we've just proven we've beaten Spain in a group. Um, for example, Poland. Um, I think they come third in their group. I want to say, um, Albania yeah, finishing above them. So, I mean, no, no great shakes now. Um, and Croatia, obviously, they're a, they're a good side, but again, they're probably a. A side that that we want to to be aspiring to be, or you know, relatively on on form. You know, I, I wouldn't say there's a, an awful lot in it. They've got terrific players, but for, from that sense, you know, even you're looking at Israel, um, as as you said, Andy, and, and they're having a a bit of a shocker. But other than that, I think you know, it is a it is a group, and it's games, one off games for me, where I think I think we could we could beat anyone in the group. Um, well, obviously, we could we could we could lose to anyone as well. Two two wins two wins in that group could secure third. I reckon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Poland will beat the other lot. To be honest with you, we might not either. But if we beat Poland once, stifle them the second time, or or not lose basically, and then take a result off one of the other guys, that that could take us at least into the secure as a place in the playoff at least, and then we would probably end up having to play. I don't know, Slovenia or Republic of Ireland or something, um, which would be an interesting um, matchup to try and stay in Group A. Yeah. Group, uh, yeah, group, aye. Um, group number four is a bit of a free-for-all. Spain and then Denmark, mm. Switzerland and Serbia. They'll all fancy their chances, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think that 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 was probably the the other group. Once, once you got to the point where three teams were out and it was our pot next, I thought, one or four were the groups that I thought I'd feel quite happy about us landing in. Um, and obviously, as well for 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 what you're saying there about the importance of sort of remaining in League A. So even if I think I think I think I think you're right. I think I think I think if we take a positive record out out of Poland, I think we'll probably finish third in this group. And then 
you know, looking at a playoff to stay. And obviously, if we can stay in League A for a Euros campaign, then we're guaranteed a playoff because they're much more, it's a different way of allocating playoff places for a Euros. Um, but then, to be fair, from where we are now, I think we should be very much looking to establish ourselves as a pot two side in every campaign and thinking that yeah. it should be where we're finishing and then it's all, that's automatic for, uh, for yeah. Euros. It's essentially, staying in League A pretty much makes it a certain, or guarantees that we'll get a playoff spot, wouldn't it? Because for Euros, it, yes. Yeah, it would... Yep. Highly, highly imagine that Croatia and uh, Portugal will will qualify. So, do, are we relying on them to qualify to get a playoff spot, Gordon? No, 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 no. Sorry, as as in as in if if we can if we can stay in League A for the next Nations League after this one, right. because then you're in the, then you're in Nations League before a Euros cycle, and then by just by by virtue of being in League A, you basically be guaranteed a playoff for yeah, a World right. Cup. You have to win your group to potentially get a playoff. Yeah, got you, got you. Aye. Which we're not likely to do. <laughs> so, let's be honest. <laughs> no. God, it's, everything just feels so much more complicated. I know that this is a good thing that we're not playing friendlies anymore. Makes international football more interesting. But it's it's mad thinking that they, they will have sat around a table and put their heads together and they'll have figured this shit out. Like that this at one point was nothing and they've manoeuvred it and manipulated it until it all actually makes sense. It's 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 clever, but it's it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. Yeah. Well I know and, and also like I mean look at you know as much as much as we're all having a, a good chuckle at the group that Israel ended up with, bear in mind when Nations League started in twenty eighteen, they were in League C League C alongside us and they've yeah. used this as a springboard to grow and develop and get their way up to League A. So Good on them. I think. I think it it shows it's proof positive that that this concept actually works in terms of give give folk competitive games against similarly ranked teams, and they'll they'll develop and they'll they'll kick on. What what a night that was! The the James Forrest hat trick. Yes, um, at home tells you that that kind of. I mean, not to not to get all cliche and stuff, but it does show you how far we've come. When you look at the Nations League starting and stuff, mm. but I think for a while. Obviously, again, a bit cliche, but you're wanting to win your home games in this group. Poland, Portugal, Croatia, all coming to Hamden. I think we've probably got that fear factor back now. You look you look back to that Israel game. I think they took the lead and there's maybe 20, 25,000 inside Hamden. Um, obviously, I was there, but you had you had people who were away for a while because you know by that time we hadn't qualified. And you look at, I think the Spain game probably turned it because you had we, we'd had a lot of friendlies Okay, bar in England that, that had just come and beat us there. But um we, we beat in Spain before that, I think Portugal were one of them that, that came in, you know, just a training game for them. Um I think Belgium as well had come to Hamden and a few times wiped the floor with us. Russia had come there and won. So not to say we're on some sort of mad unbeaten run, but I think teams kind of do fear coming to Hamden again, which is which is only a good thing. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Looking at the, the team the last time we played Portugal, I remember it vividly. It was half empty hammed in a bleak night. It was October, November or something. And they, they just pulled us apart without breaking sweat. We, we were in that lull when we were trying to almost reinvent ourselves under Alex McLeish. Some of the new boys were coming in. We'd been thumped from Belgium as well. The mood wasn't great. But looking at the team that night, I can't quite really make sense. I suppose Nasey must have been playing just off Ole McBurney, but there's names in there that are mainstays and have been. So when we play Portugal again, it'll be six years since this match. And it's likely that Jack Hendry and Scott McKenna will be, if not starting in the defence, will be part of the squad. Robertson is still captain. McGinn and McGregor will be in midfield as they were that night. So good chance Stuart Armstrong could be playing attacking midfield. He's doing well down at Southampton right now. He starts about, I don't know, a third, 50% of our games. He'll be involved anyway if he's fit. The ones that have dropped out are O'Donnell, natural looking at the talent we have at right back now. James Forrest is kind of just slowly dropping off the face of Scottish football. McBurney is not at Scotland level and Nasey is now in management. Craig Gordon was the keeper and he'll be involved if he's fit, I'm sure. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh seven of that squad or starting lineup will still be will still be there. The bench the bench is a different story. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin McDonald. Bench now, yeah. <laughs> Kevin McDonald, Gary Mackay Stephen, Johnny Russell, Mikey Devlin, Ryan Christie, there you go. Uh Graham Shinney and a couple of keepers, Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin. But yeah, the point stands. That the boys that were in the starting lineup that night are have all kicked on and and are so vital now. Eh? Yeah, the hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, we we said it. Like I like I remember back literally the first time the Roar podcast I came on, I was talking about Northern Ireland and how they'd built a team out of a, a, a group of players. They they decided this is our team. We'll play them every game, and that is basically what Steve Clark has done. You know, I think there will be some debate to be had about. Uh, who's on the plane and not when it comes to Germany this summer. But I think really it's only injuries that are going to affect things right now. You know, I just, I, I don't see many changes. I don't see many late flyers coming in. I think we're super settled and we're, 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 we're developing really nicely. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I'm, I look, I've, I've said it before that I think the nation's league is one of the best things UEFA has done for international football. Um, it's been great for us. And yeah, I'm really excited for, for this, for this campaign. So speaking of on the plane, not to deviate into an episode of that, we'll be doing the next one in two weeks, uh, one and a half to two weeks. But is, is Shankland on it? Yeah, Shankland's on it. 
Yeah. No. a starter for me at this rate. Aye. Would you start? Would you start him in March, Callum? He's. Uh, yeah, he's. He's. Our, I mean, touch. Obviously, anything can happen between now and, and June, but he's probably at the moment. He's. He's starting for me in Munich against Germany. See the. See the argument that we've always had as fans for Shankland that if you want the ball to drop to anyone in the box you want it to be him because he's the most potent striker that we've got and we, we never really talk about his his hold up or we do now because we've seen it more with Hearts because he's had to play a bit deeper now and again but the, some of the goals that it, they're not just in the box that he's that he's created from nothing for himself going from outside the box to in the box last night against uh, St Johnston for a start the goal he scored in the last second against Hibs um, around Christmas time. He scored the outside of the foot one. Uh, was that against St Mirren a couple of weeks ago? He scored uh, He scored an outside of the foot one against us, against Livingston. Was it Levy? And, and he had another one as well, I think, where he caught it kind of in the half volley from around about the edge of the box. The D had left-footed into the goalie's top right, the goalie's top left corner, kind of pulled it back across goal almost. Um, quite recently as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're it, we're not talk, we're not talking here about a striker that you want the ball just to fall to six to eight yards out because you know that they'll put it, put it in the back of the net ten times out of ten. He's he's scoring goals from positions that you would not expect somebody to carve out a chance for themselves and finish, let alone do it from like six yards or so. Yeah, yeah. it was never a I wouldn't say a problem for me, but it was. My main criticism of Shankland was always that kind of hold up, but as we can see now, I mean, the last few years he's taken that to a different level. It was, it was more for me when I'm obviously a Livingston fan myself, but when I'd watch him at Dundee United in the Championship, um, I think there was games where he'd score goals, but in terms of the the overall play and look, you're looking at the international level where, especially a Scotland number nine, they need to the ball needs to stick, they need to do the the off the ball stuff and he was always just a finisher or a poacher for me at that stage we're talking 2019 2020 but now he's he's taken his game to a different level and now that he's got that there was, there was always no question about the actual ability of him um but now he's got that as i said that the hold up play and yeah he looks he looks the part doesn't he so, yeah and let's, let's hope he can keep it going yeah, and I, and I think probably the thing that's most in his favour in terms of getting under Clark's nose is the fact that he's been in squads at the end of the Euros campaign. Obviously, he came on in Georgia, he scored, so he's not hoping that he's trying to force his way in when all we've got left are friendlies. And because I, I think Clark's very much wants to see how people hold up in competitive games, he's already proved he can do that. So he should very much be he's he's one hundred percent going to be in the squads for these friendlies. So. Then he's got four games to make his case to be to be on the plane, and I think the fact that we've got this this game against Northern Ireland that's what what better chance at Hampden for him to get a decent run out and see what he can do because we we know exactly what Lyndon Dykes or Shea Adams do. There's undoubtedly going to be a spot for a third striker, and and yeah. right now it's his absolutely his to lose. Yeah. Well, let's round off then with a little recap. So. This draw today is the product of the Nations League in 2022 when we had Armenia. Republic of Ireland and Ukraine with that nil-nil draw away to Ukraine. Remember, Porteous's debut, really, really good performance that night. We had the the enjoyable, tense but enjoyable evenings against Ukraine and Ireland at Hamden as well. So that was a a group well won in the end. We we did well to get through that in top spot. And now we've been paired, not paired, but we've been put in with Croatia, Portugal, and Poland. Poland were the 
third seeds in the Nations League Group A pots. From that pot, we could have drawn Switzerland, Germany or France. So we've done well, get Poland from there. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but also let's not kid ourselves on. Uh, we drew Portugal from the pot that contained Denmark, Portugal, Belgium and Hungary and Croatia from the top pot with Spain, Italy and Netherlands. So Croatia, if we look at their recent history, World Cup semi-finals and uh, final back in 2018, we played them at the Euros at Hamden, didn't go very well. We looked like we might actually, do you remember after we equalised, did we miss a great chance with McGinn at the back post? Was that at 1-0 yeah. or 1-1? Was that 1-1? Yeah, I remember that. And then Croatia just decided to shift through the gears a little bit and put us in our place. But again, that was 12,000 or so in Hamden that day. Not everyone a Scotland fan either. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to get them back to a full Hamden for the first time in what will be 10 years. Yeah, it was qualifying for the World mm -hmm. Cup in Rio, wasn't it? Yeah, so over 10 years. Yep. Um, so, good stuff, Croatia. That's an exciting one. Then we have Portugal, who haven't had great success in the major tournaments recently. I know they've won the Nations League, but they were knocked out of the last World Cup by Morocco in the quarterfinal. They were knocked out of the Euros that we qualified for by Belgium in the last 16. So they haven't had a major tournament run recently, although they are a, an ominous side, in my opinion. I, I think they can go on and do great things this summer. And yeah, Poland, who finished third in their qualifying group for this summer's tournament behind Albania and the Czech Republic. They, so Albania, Czech Republic, Poland, Moldova and the Faroes. Poland won three games from eight. So they dropped points in five of those games, which means that they dropped points against Moldova or the Faroes at some point. So um, yeah, I think that's an encouraging draw from us. And I think that we're better than Poland now and that we should be targeting minimum third place in this group. Anything else, a bonus, lads, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I think I think total, total, total agreement. I think I think Portugal sort of snuck up on a few people. Obviously, they're kind of very disappointed at the World Cup, but since losing that game to Morocco, they've won every single game they've played since. They won 10 from 10 <laughs> in uh, Euros qualifying uh, and scored 36 goals in <laughs> 10 games and conceded two. So... Uh. I think it is, it's easy for people to think that they were just the Cristiano Ronaldo show. I think they've quite quietly developed into a very, very potent uh, team. So, yeah, it'll be, they'll, they'll be tough. But again, look, that's the point. That's that's why we want to yeah. be where we are um, to give us the chance to then spring into a World Cup campaign. Absolutely. Callum, final thoughts on this group. If you were to rate your happiness or satisfaction out of 10 yeah, I'm sitting probably a seven out of eight. Uh, seven out of eight, seven or eight. <laughs> seven, out, seven out of eight would be brilliant. Um, yeah, no, uh, bring it on. I think third's absolutely doable. And you, you never know. I, obviously, we, we looked at the group recently with Spain and Norway and we were a wee bit, there was a bit of trepidation um, and we went on to to do very well in that. So you never know. We could could be dark horses for, for second, potentially us and, and Croatia going for that. And why not? We've we've got a good squad, so let's be a bit bit optimistic. Um, but settle for third, hundred percent. Well, thanks very much for joining me, Gordon and Callum. Just a couple of pieces of housekeeping to tidy up before we finish. Remember, uh, we have the monthly pub quiz at Walkabout in Glasgow City Centre. It's the first Monday of every month, so one of them has just been and gone, which was enjoyable again. So, if you and your mates fancy taking it on on the first Monday in March, which 
is uh, the 4th of March. If you fancy coming along to Walkabout to give that a go for a Walkabout sports quiz, please feel free to come along with a wee squad. Um, secondly, remember, if you are looking forward to this summer's tournament, you can buy my book, A Nation Again, which is the inside story of Scotland's last qualification journey, so the one in 2021 uh, when we got through the playoffs against Serbia. So that features interviews with a lot of squad members and management about how we got through the Nations League to the last Euros. And the audiobook of that will be released at some point over the next month as well. I did say it would be the end of January, but I've been up to my neck with a lot of work. Um, so I haven't been able to dedicate it as much time to it, but I'll get back on that uh, and get the audiobook released as well. Uh, and we'll have the On The Plane series continuing. We'll do the next episode of that in probably a couple of weeks. We're going to do one a month between now and the tournament. And then in March, we have the Friendlies, Netherlands away and Northern Ireland at home. Feels like a while since we played them. I suppose that was 2016 or so. 1-0, Christoph Berra. Mm-hmm. I think a friendly at Hamden, wasn't it? Roughly yep. around that. Well, maybe before then, actually. twenty Around mid, mid-2010s, anyway. Um, yeah, so lots coming up. Thanks very much for tuning in. Please like, share and subscribe, all the rest of it. Really evaluate people sharing the podcast and leaving a nice rating because it helps push us up the algorithm. So not to get too... YouTuber on you, but please like and subscribe, etc. Um, Gordon Callum, thanks very much for joining me this evening, and we're back again with an on the plane in the next couple of weeks. Sports Social Podcast Network.